to the Lion Guard Defend podcast. I am your host, Max. And I am your other host, Mikey. This is a podcast where we recap and discuss all the big villain episodes of Disney's The Lion Guard. Afterwards, we will have a few special episodes where we discuss Magic Quest, Miraculous, and the Great Wolf Kids cartoon shorts. Let's get started. It has been two months since the last time we've recorded an episode, and that was recapping the season finale of Miraculous Season 4. But we're back with new episodes, and this time we're on a new show. Called, called The Owl House. That... That is uh, that ha- that is about these um, teenagers who, ha- well, <laughs> I just watched an episode, so I might not be good at explaining it, but but based pretty much based off of the episode that we watched, it's pretty much that they have these talismans that turn into staffs there, then they're based off of different animals, and apparently the way they get them is by saying their deepest like, want, whatever. Yeah, their deepest need, and it allows them to do special types of magic beyond just the basic glyphs. And in this episode, they're in danger because of the evil emperor, Bellos. And this is season two, episode six, Hunting Palisman, the 25th overall episode. Mm. The story is by Janae Hall, John Bailey Owen, Dana Terrace, Mickey Lisostomo, Zach Marcus, and Molly Ostertag. It was written by Dana Terrace. The storyboards are by Vince Aparo, King Pecora, and Rhea Dadu, and it was directed by Bridget Underwood. The cast is Sarah Nicole Robles as Luz Nos. Ira, Wendy Malik as Ida Clawthorn, Alex Hirsch as King, Isaac Ryan Brown as Gus Porter, Tati Gabrielle mm. as Willow Park, Eden Regal as Basha. Now, these next two names should sound familiar from mm. our miraculous recaps. Zeno Robinson, mm-hmm. the voice of Nino, plays Hunter, a.k.a. the Golden Guard, and Mela mm-hmm. Lee, the voice of Kikimura, also voiced Tiki in Miraculous. Isabella mm-hmm. Rosalini is the Bat Queen. Matthew mm-hmm. Reese is Emperor Bellos. Bumper Robinson is Principal Bump. Flapjack, various Palisman, and the Hand Dragon are voiced by D. Bradley Baker. Mm-hmm. Slapjack is a cardinal talisman. And Kimberly Brooks voices the guard captain. Matt Chapman voices the spiked head student and guards. Allie Mackey is Viney. Roger Craig Smith voices the coven guards. And Carrie Walgren voices the old green witch. This episode begins in, in the in Emperor Bellos's castle, where Kiki Mora is saying that the Day of Unity is approaching, where they'll celebrate the purification of magic 
under the coven system, just as the Titan intended, and as heads of the nine covens, they're celebrating the coven heads' efforts to complete this plan, and they've earned a glimpse of the reward that awaits. Emperor Bellos tells them all to step forward. They'll do. They put their medallions in a thingy, and that can... <laughs> thingy. Yeah. Well, how else would you describe it? Like a table? Or... No, it's like it's like a slot. Like... Yeah, a slot. And, and then it glows, and we see some spooky imagery of this giant skull and a blood moon or an eclipse or something. And Emperor Bellows starts saying, "The larger your covens grow." the more power we have to unite our realms, where the worthy shall inherit a utopia free of wild magic. Then he starts grunting in pain and clutching his chest, and the Golden Guard helps Bellos up from his throne. Kikimora attempts to follow, but the Golden Guard stops her and tells her to stay there, and he can handle this. He, she glares at him as they walk away, and then Bellows transforms into some kind of sludge monster and punches the wall repeatedly until he slowly backs away and puts his mask back on. And the Golden Guard hands him a witch's staff. He breaks it and absorbs the green essence through his eyes, which turn green before changing back to blue. Then he mm. sighs, says he needs more, and reaches out. But the Golden Guard reveals that was the last from their reserves. The palestrum wood has been over-harvested, and the Emperor turns away. Golden Guard asks to help, says they can make more palisman, and he read about this technique using wild magic, too, but then the Emperor stares back at him, mm -hmm. and he apologizes, and the Emperor places a hand on the Golden Guard's shoulder and tells him to... Be careful, his family is gone because of wild magic. He can't let the same happen to him. And then while he's doing that, ooze comes out of his hand. Yep. <laughs> it's very scary. Yeah. And outside the throne room, Kikimura is shown listening in on them. While the emperor says, find me more palisman. I can depend on you, right? And... Kikimura runs off and gets the theme song with a credit sequence showing the three main heads of the Emperor's Coven, Lilith, Ida's, Ida's sister, um, the Golden Guard, and Mask, and Kikimura. Then the pictures change to show Lilith looking defeated, mm. and the Golden Guard starting to remove the mask, and we can see one of his eyes, which is purple and spiky mm -hmm. blonde hair. And Kikimura just looks insane. <laughs> <laughs> then, after the title sequence, we are in Lucy's room, where the Echo Mouse is sitting in a terrarium, and Lucy is in pajamas. She's looking at it, and she says to cough up a teeny bit, and then King tells him, Tells her to squeeze it out while squeezing his teddy bear so hard that its head pops off. <laughs> you gotta squeeze harder. <laughs> squeeze harder. <laughs> then comes us. Man.
Luce says maybe he, she just needs to be patient, and she presses her face on the glass and whispers, please tell me your secrets, and Ida enters and says, hey, knucklehead, you're going to be late for school. Luce doesn't respond, so Ida says she guesses they, that she won't be getting a magic staff with her classmates, and then Luce zooms <laughs> out of the room, Chester is gone waiting at the front door and she's like come on you know we gotta fly and you know it's like there we go and she walks out loose follows and then shuts the door behind them and they're in the hex side field where several students are together and there's a large object in front of them Eli and principal bump are also there loose asks willow if amity is there but she says no because she stayed home and then Loose chuckles, saying that actually makes sense, and she looks down sad. That's a callback to last episode when Amity mm. kisses Loose, and then is so embarrassed she runs off. <laughs> and Principal Bump says, Good tidings on this momentous day. You're all about to receive your witch's staffs, and more importantly, meet your talisman. This is a crucial step in your magical development. Talisman are lifelong partners. They can be both your good friends and a powerful tool. And in his case, and then he snaps his fingers on his talisman. Freeman opens his eyes, jumps off his head, and turns into a staff, which mm. reveals Bump's body-length black hair and the scar on his right eye. And his left one is closed, and the gasp, and the class gasps, and leaves even says. Holy Titan. <laughs> Principal Bumps is free when helps him see. And Ida explains young witches carve their staffs from the branch of an old palestrum tree, but unfortunately, according to Principal Bump, palestrum trees are becoming more rare. Mm -hmm. And those that remain are guarded covetously. And Nita says that's why she's teamed up with Bumpy Poo. <laughs> Bumpy Poo! Principal <laughs> Bump sternly tells her to never call him that. And she continues to bring you. And then the Bat Queen flies down and lands on the object. And she says, Palisman Adoption Day. And all the Palisman come out. Luce says, they're so cute. And Ida thanks the Bat Queen for her wit. Favor calls her BQ and tells her, here's your whistleback. But she says, save it from another for another time. It was her pleasure. What a wonderful idea. And one of the talisman named Flapjack, mm -hmm. the red cardinal one, escapes, but Bump picks them up and puts them back. <laughs> and he tells him that he's staying right there. Police calls him a little rascal. <laughs> Bat Queen explains that the little ones have not had homes in many years. They want to feel a connection, kneel, and state your deepest wish, and your like-minded partner will find you. But Basha rolls her eyes, saying she wants her own powers, but not some trashy hand-me-down. <laughs> and Willow takes advantage of this, shoves her, and then says, that she wants to be strong and wise to protect everyone she loves, and if anyone gets in her way, they'll feel the sting of defeat. And, and um, the Bat Queen says that's tender yet tenacious and 
clover gives her support, and the and a bee talisman, his clover, flies out of their shelter and over to Willow, chitters, and Willow is amazed and and Clover transforms into a staff and then Willow says, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna take such good care of you. And Gus compliments her by saying, Beautiful, just beautiful. And Basha mm-hmm. returns the favor of shoving her. <laughs> and says, I wanna play professional drudge beat. Bat Queen laughs and says that Maya will be thrilled by her, her competitive spirit. And a crab talisman comes mm-hmm. to her and becomes a staff, and she blushes and says, "Okay, this is pretty cool." <laughs> Viney gets a manticore talisman because she wants to open her veterinary clinic for mythical pets, and she's impressed. Gus wants to become an ambassador to the human realm and reestablish contact with the giraffes, even though his dad wants him to be a master illusionist. And he gets a blue chameleon talisman. Mm. The pufferfish guy just wants to make it to graduation. <laughs> and he gets a sloth talisman. He's like, yes. And everyone's like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> And Luce approaches and he's like, I want to be a witch, but none of the palismen arrive. Um, and she says it's probably because it takes a little longer because she's human. The Bat Queen explains palismen bond through emotion and she does not sense any conviction from her. Luce says that's impossible. She's loose. She's chock full of conviction. And Principal Bump suggests specific Specificity would help. Mm-hmm. Asks what she hopes to accomplish with her magic, and she explains she wants to get home with her mom. Gus asks if she'll still train to be a witch in the human realm, and Basha's like, Can you even do magic there? Luce says she never guessed she thought, she guessed she never thought that far ahead, and Ida asks her if she's okay, obviously concerned. And Luce is in her room at nighttime at the owl house and says that she wants to be a witch, but what does that even mean? And she's read stories like this, the main character always has to return home. And did she expect to be a witch back in Connecticut? She wouldn't want to be her talisman either. And outside mm-hmm. her door, Ida and King are eavesdropping. Uh oh! <laughs> and then they both smile at each other, and Ida leaves, closing the door behind her. Then Flapjack hops out of Lucy's bag, and she asks if he came here for her. But he hops around, which makes her realize, no, of course not. <laughs> so she takes them back to the. Elton asks, how is I going to get through the shield covering it? And Flapjack presses against the force field, causing it to disappear. And Luce is like, ooh, palisman powers. Neat. And <laughs> Luce opens the door to let Flapjack in. And that wakes up all the other palismen. Mm. And... She is overcome by cuteness. She closes the door and says she's not leaving until she figures out 
what her future is and one of them becomes her talisman and then she lists out scenarios like becoming a popular musician but magician but she's horrible at card tricks <laughs> and she picks up flapjacks just becoming a bounty hunter but she's too lovable oh if i go back then time passes all the palismen sleep and Luce is laying down on top of them. I, yeah. And mm-hmm. she yawned. And she's like, what if I open a magic pet shop, but it's password protected? <laughs> and the password is, she turns to Flapjack, you're a little angel. And Flapjack <laughs> chirps in response. Then the palisman shelter is lis- lifted off the ground by something. And Luce mm-hmm. opens the door. It's like, hey, we're a little busy in. And then she looks down, here? Here? And she, <laughs> when she looks up to see an airship carrying them, then we see her shocked reaction and we cut to black. Then Luce says to the palisman, I think we're being kidnapped. And they all start whimpering and shivering in fear. But she assures them she'll figure it out. And then he gives us a plant lift to climb onto the airship and sees the golden guard steering while whistling. Mm-hmm. And she's actually whistling a slowed down version of the Owl House theme. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then Luce's like, ah, oh, him again. And he slaps a fire glyph that she drew on a leaf on his back and he gets rocketed off the airship. Whee! <laughs> and the golden guard screams as it's going off but loses just like he'll be fine okay how do I land this thing and then we hear a voice off screen oh you just pulled that cord above your head thank you and then she looks up <laughs> and it's a golden guard <laughs> oh no and he's returned and he's lying on the dashboard and he's just like hi and then he uses a spell to tie Luz up, and she protests, and he says, good to see you too, human. She asks him why he's stealing Palisman, calls him Golden Guard. And mm-hmm. he said, frankly, and he teleports over to her, you should be more concerned about yourself for the crime of rocketing me off my own ship. <laughs> He'll be locked in the dingiest cell in the conformatorium for the rest of your sad little life. <laughs> and Luz just scoffs, saying she broke out of there twice. And the Golden Guard responds, Then we'll just zap you to dust and throw you into the sea. That better? Luz counts and becomes an response. Good. Then he returns to steering the ship and Luce looks at the deck, which has scuff marks, and then starts drawing a glyph with her foot. Mm-hmm. And she asks how he got back on the ship so fast, and he responds, staff. And she's like, cool. And then she activates it. It's an ice glyph, and it knocks her staff out of the airship. <laughs> and the golden guard is like, no. Luce laughs, and then... The Golden Guard laughs and says it'll take more than that to thwart his mission, calls her human. And a hand dragon Uh-oh. lands on the airship and it was. Luce asks what that is. 
and a dragon rips the airship's balloon, causing Luce and the Golden Guard to fall from the sky, and they both scream. Then we cut to black, and Luce is regaining consciousness after the crash. Flapjack is chirping and pecking at the ropes tied around her, and Luce is like, oh, little rascal. And the ropes break, feeding her, and she thanks him, and then groans because her head hurts. She finds her, she finds the Golden God's staff and grasps it in her hands, and then she hears some groaning and sees his unconscious body nearby. And the guard captain is like, Kikimura, man, ma'am. And the guard captain continues that they found the palisman. They seem rattled but unharmed. And Luce is watching them. And Kikimura is holding the Golden Guard's helmet. So very good captain. They return to the city and prepare them for travel. And the captain asks if it's true that the Golden Guard is really mm-hmm. in the she holds up the helmet. This is all that remains. And the guard captain gasps. She continues, such a horrible accident, probably caused mm. by the incompetent pilot. <laughs> the incompetent pilot. Now, you know, incompetent isn't the word I'd use to describe the golden guard. And the captain mm. says that she'll alert the castle and tells the scouts to go to Latissa. And they all leave and then Kikimura blows on a whistle, summoning a, dr- a dragon that caused a crash, and she pets it, saying, Excellent work, my pet, and Luce gasps. Kikimura holds up the Golden Guard's helmet for her dragon and says, Now find the rest of him and have yourself a nice little snack. <laughs> and the dragon eats the masks. He says she'll call for it soon. And Luce and Flapjack look back at the Golden Guard. Flapjack chirps, but Luce assures him he won't. She won't leave him. Then mm-hmm. Flapjack hops onto Luce's shoulder. They walk over to the unmasked Golden Guard, and we cut to a close-up of his face as Luce asks, "Who that? That's the Golden Guard." And we see he has blonde hair, pointy mm-hmm. ears. He's he looks really young, like a student at at Hexside. And Luce slowly leans over him. It looks like they're about to kiss, but then she slaps him in the <laughs> face. <laughs> she He's like, wait, what? No! And he goes, wake up! And the golden guard jumps awake and yells, and it's what? Yeah. And she shushes him and puts his, her hand over his mouth and says, listen, you're a bad person, and I do not like you, but Kikimura... <laughs> is trying to kill you and unfortunately I'm too nice to let that happen and then she removes her hand and sees that it's covered in <laughs> saliva <laughs> so this is the first um indication that this golden guard may not be as scary or professional as he appears yeah <laughs> and he might actually be a little playful yep and kind of weird that he did that, though. <laughs> she says, are you licking my hand? And then she puts her saliva-covered hand in his face and says, I'm trying to help you. But he angrily retorts, why should I believe you? And he puts his hand in her face, and then they start fighting. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then they stop fighting when they hear the dragon return. The dragon spots the cloak and devours it as, as Luce and the Golden Guard flee. Then mm. in Letissa, the Golden Guard's take, walking ahead of and Luce is saying, Kiki Moore must hate you. I haven't been outside Bonesboro this that much. Letissa is, oh, cool. Then she says he's walking ahead of her. Wait, where are you going? It just saved your life. The least you could do is tell me your name. And the young guy huffs at her and goes <laughs> to police precinct 206. And the guard approaches Stout. Scouts tells him to direct him to their communications room. He needs to contact the castle immediately and reveals his emperor's coven tattoo and just goes like, cute. I didn't know kids your age were still into temporary tattoos. <laughs> yeah, the other scouts are like, yeah, show us your badge number. Golden Guard says, I am your superior and I can prove it. And then she, he turns to lose ass for the staff. And she's like, hmm? And she just hides. She hides. <laughs> and he looks annoyed. And then the scout's like, isn't it a little late for you kids to be outside? And the other guard says, go home before we call your parents. <laughs> and the guard turns and glares at Luce and starts to chase her. <laughs> um, Luce apologizes as she runs to Tom's people. And then the golden guard shoves it down, shoves down a cat. <laughs> and Luce shoves, shoves a garbage can in the way. But the golden guard jumps over it and then she leaps over a ledge and falls on a set of stairs, spilling eyeballs out of them. <laughs> she apologizes. Then the golden guard lands on his feet and continues chasing her. She turns and runs down an alleyway and she uses an ice glyph to launch herself to the top of a building and then she looks over the edge to see the golden guard standing, not doing anything. And she taunts him a little saying he doesn't know any levitation spells. And he glares at her, then looks away, kind of ashamed, and that causes her to realize he is powerless without that. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like that might have made her a little bit kinder towards him. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And then the golden god walks away and leaps onto different objects to get on top of the building. And Luz starts firing at him from his staff. But he dodges and then Luz is like, back up or else. And he responds, or else what? Gonna blast me to bits? Laughs and says, you're too nice for that fly away, you know you can't do that either, because then you'll be leaving behind your precious palisman. You don't tend to think things through, do you, human? (laughs) And Luce bites her lip, and the dragon lands at Police Precinct 206, which causes the Golden Guard to realize Kiki Mora was after his catch. And Luce says, Neither of them want her to win right now, so they should work together to defeat her and take back the talisman. But he rightfully asks, what? You think I'm going to let you walk away with them? And she responds, <laughs> maybe it won't have a choice. Spins the Golden God staff around. I'm more formidable. 
I'm more formidable than you think. The show almost drops it. <laughs> and both her and the Golden God's face are at that moment are priceless. <laughs> like, oh god, no. No, not the staff. <laughs> and the Golden God doubts that, but fine. A truce till then. And the Golden God has that then loose, extends her hands as truce and she reaches to shake it, but she takes it away and says, too, too slow, slow, and runs off laughing. And we see the Golden Guard, and he actually looks kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> and then that sadness is replaced by a little bit of annoyance. He's like, so let's just get this over with. Then he sneaks down to ground level to steal something, and he climbs back up and sees... Loose drawing two connected glyphs, and he asks what that magic will do since he's never seen it before. And she explains they're going to use a fire and ice spell to command the glyphs to produce a thick mist. And then he asks about the sleeping metals while pulling them out. And Loose says that they're essential. Combined with the magic mist, it'll create, he interrupts. A sleep-inducing smoke forcing Kikimura to land. And this is the second sign that something's off with him. Yeah, because... because... he seems way too excited about it. Yeah, because he knows about the glyphs where he's not supposed to. Yeah, he knows about wild magic even though he's not supposed to. So he is not like the other members of the coven. And Luce looks at him surprised and... He says he read a similar spell in Bones to Earth, and then Luce cuts him off a study of wild magic. Ida once pickpocketed the guy who wrote it. <laughs> and the Golden Guard explains that he's never seen glyphs before, but it seems really similar to the elemental magic practiced in the Savage Ages, and he's getting more and more excited about it. Luce asks, really? And he gets even more excited and says, actually, not many people. People know this, but... And then he stops and he's like, no. He stops and he says that this stuff is restricted for a reason. And that she should forget about it before she's hurt. And and this is a moment where I found out that Hunter does really start to care about Luce. And Luce says that other than Lilith, she's never spoken to someone inside the Emperor's Coven. What made him want to join? And the guard responds, she was right before. He's a powerless witch. A lot of his ancestors were. He never thought he'd have a future in a world like this. But then Belos found him and gave him a staff of artificial magic and said the Titan had big plans for him. Luce says at least he has his future figured out now. The guard says at least she can figure out her own. Then Flackjack hops towards him, attracted by him, and pecks his leg. (laughs) And he tells him to stop and get away from him. Luce says he's just being friendly, but the guard doesn't care. These things are made from wild magic. It's dangerous. Luce asks if it looks dangerous to him. Then Kikimura's dragon flies into the air and Luce says masks on. 
they both put on their masks and once they're surrounded by the smoke, Lucas only to stay close to see where they land and the guard nods, Luce offers his staff back. He asks if she's sure, and Luce tells him to just take it. Then the dragon flies overhead, and Luce activates the glyphs to from the fog, and she gets on the Golden Guard's staff, and they fly off. And Kikimori and the dragon both get sleepy, and the Golden Guard thinks it's working, so Luce activates a light glyph to land Kikimara in, in their direction. The dragon lands. Kikimara's like, stop! And Kikimara's thrown off and loose and the golden guard land. Loose sees the palisman, runs towards them, asks if they're cold and scared, then takes off her cloak and like, make sure you mm-hmm. now stay in here, okay? Well, mm-hmm. get you home safe and but she is apparently betrayed by the Golden Guard, who points his staff at her, which is crackling with magic. And she's like, right, I didn't think this through again. <laughs> and then she turns the, towards the Golden Guard. She's sad. She closes the door. And she's like, so you're really going to do this? You're going to hand all the little guys over to Bellows? I know what he does with them. You might have been a good, I thought you might have been a good guy, but I guess that was wrong. They're not my friend, they're just the Golden Guard. And when she says that, the Golden Guard looks upset and then he backs off, takes on his mask, and says his name is Hunter. Mm-hmm. And then Luz just gasps, and then Hunter's hit by an energy bolt fired by Kiki Mora, and he immediately goes into defense mode. And, <laughs> and, and Kiki Mora says she can't tell who's there, but she knows she's got them and starts shooting magic at them. And Hunter protects <laughs> Luce from a shot that was heading right at her. And then he goes to fight Kikimara. And her whistle falls off mm-hmm. her neck. And Luce picks it up while Hunter's teleporting around, whacking Kikimara. <laughs> Kikimara attempts to fire at Luce again, but Hunter whacks. <laughs> so that Luce can safely escape and Kikimura says this is treason against the coven official and we see her blurry POV shot and she's hit Hunter in the hair with fire and he pats out a little flame <laughs> she says she'll have his head and she continues firing magic at him he keeps deflecting them and in the background, Luce goes to the dragon and gets on. She's <laughs> like, hey, good thing. The boiling, uh, boiling Isles will never stop surprising me. And he blows the whistle, which wakes the dragon. It flies into the night sky. Hunter deflects another attack from Kikimara and knocks her unconscious. Mm. Then he sees Luce flying away with the dragon, but doesn't attempt to teleport up there and stop her from leaving mm. with the palisman. Yeah. That's the third sign something's up with him. Mm-hmm. It's and, interesting. And Luce looks back at him and then looks forward and we see she appears to be a little bit upset about leaving him. Mm-hmm. Then on the field in the morning, the Bat Queen lands and Principal Bump greets her saying the palisman are all 
encountered foil, though he doesn't know where that dragon thing came from. <laughs> dragon thing! And then the flapjack chirps and hops up to the bat queen, and she says, you found someone after all this time? Go then, and flapjack flies off to go <laughs> find someone. <laughs> Luce says, everyone got one except me, huh? Maybe I wasn't meant to be here. And then she turns her head only to turn, turn it back when she hears a knock on the window and she sees Ida. Ida's perched on <laughs> on the windowsill with a massive proud smile on her face. <laughs> and Ida says she thought she'd find her here. And then King Clampison, we could have used <laughs> the, the door! door. <laughs> That's what TV Tropes refers to as there was a door. <laughs> there was a door. <laughs> and Luce asks what they got into. Ida tosses a small log to her and she's like, uh, how thoughtful? But Ida calls it palace gem wood and calls her a ding-dong. Ding-dong! <laughs> King explains that they can make their own talisman, Ida. And Luce asks, how? Isn't this super rare? And Ida says, let's just say that the Bonesboro Garden Club King finishes, was robbed by us. <laughs> Ida gives a thumbs up. Luce ding! Says, ding! And Luce says, I don't know what to say. Ida reassures her, saying, whenever you know what you want, they'll start carving. And she says, if it's okay, she'd like some time to think. It's hard to picture her future without seeing her mom. Mm -hmm. And Ida says, there's no rush. Just know that whatever you need from us, we gotcha. He smiles and thinks them. Then Hunter's kneeling in the Emperor's throne room. He's mm -hmm. back in uniform, but he lacks his helmet. Mm -hmm. And Bellos says, so you return with nothing. And he stands. Is this the thanks I get for taking you in? And Hunter says, of course not. I want to help. And if you told me how wild magic did this to you, I might be able to find out. And Belos aims a sharp spike at him that <laughs> barely misses his ear. And he says, my apologies. I spoke out of turn. It won't happen again. And Emperor Belos clutches his chest. These outbursts are painful. His eyes glow blue, and so is watching you fail. I know you can <laughs> do better, Hunter. Then outside, Kikimura is approaching when Hunter arrives, causing her to stop. And Kikimura is like, Golden Guard? You're alive. alive. I mean, I heard about the crash in Latissa. And Hunter does the fourth thing that makes me think he might be different. <laughs> He lies about how he survived. Says travelers picked him up out of the wreckage. I think he's doing this to protect Luce from Kikimura since he knows what she tried to do to her last night and he doesn't want that to happen even though he's evil. Mm -hmm. He's just, he's actually doing great. Looks like she had a rough night though and then notices and then she notices his singed hair and Realizing he attacked her, uh, he, she glares at him. And mm -hmm. then we go to Hunter's room, and he sits on the bed and says he can help if only he knew a little bit more about. And he's interrupted 
by chirping. It's Flapjack. Mm -hmm. And he's surprised to see him and he goes, Palisman? And he picks him up and holds him and Flapjack mm -hmm. chirps and then Hunter lets him go and he's like, oh, sorry. And he frowns and pets him and says, he can't be here. It would be bad if Balos saw him and Flapjack transforms into a staff. staff and then falls into Hunter's hands and Hunter says, I, I was not expecting that. Which TV mm -hmm. tropes refers to as lampshade hanging because because you would think that that Flapjack would stick mm -hmm. with Luce after the adventure and him telling the Bat Queen he found someone. Yeah. But instead, he goes to Hunter, who was trying to kill him. Yep. Even though Hunter decided not to. And that's how the episode ends, with Hunter looking out the window with Flapjack in his hands. Mm -hmm. So, that was Hunting Palisman. What did you think of it, Mikey? Well, I... Thought I thought it was interesting. I think it was a good first episode for me to see. Although I'm a little bit confused why you wanted me to start in the second season. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's because we're starting with Hunter's arc. Oh, okay. What happened in the first season? I'm just wondering. Well, Ida's sister Lilith was in charge of the Emperor's Coven, but then she defects. Ah, okay. And Hunter makes his first appearance, but he doesn't speak or do anything. He just stands there. <laughs> Hunter is my favorite character. Yeah, he's a... interesting. <laughs> what, what, I, what, the, the scene that I liked the most was like, it was like, you know, the, 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 when when Luz, Luz was like, Loose? Luz was like, how do I stop this thing? And then, and then, <laughs> The golden guard's like, oh, you just pulled this lever. <laughs> okay, thank you. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing scene was Hunter revealing his name and then protecting Luce because it shows, even though they're enemies, he sees her as like a little sister. Mm -hmm. And he's insanely loyal to her. And as we'll later see, her friends. He yeah. won't hurt them, even if he has a chance to. And when he does hurt them, he apologizes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This was a really good episode. I especially liked Hunter in it, as you can probably tell. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked the dragon. It was a very tough challenge. And the fight. Seeing him teleport all over the place was really fun. Then whacking him with his yeah. staff. <laughs> I wanted her. I wanted him to use Kiki Mora as like a golf ball. It's like wee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. And then there was just, and then he makes a hole with the staff. It's like hole in one. Hole in one. <laughs> <laughs> and then Luce is just like, let me try, let me try. <laughs> <laughs> and then she like makes like a ton of glyphs and then like she makes like a like an obstacle course for her to bounce off of. <laughs> and then Hunter and Luce bond by using Kiki Mora as a cult ball. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kiki Mora was like, 
I hate this. <laughs> and then the, and then for the big final show, they whack her halfway across the flowing aisles, and she lands in an active volcano. <laughs> we should also make a spoof where that happens. Yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> Did you have any nitpicks about this episode? Um, well, let's see. Um, I mean, I thought it was all, all pretty good. I was a little bit confused with the, with like the, the way that Hunter was acting, especially what, what you said about the first season. Like he wasn't saying anything in the first season, but now you just start suddenly started mm-hmm. talking in the mm-hmm. next season. <laughs> That's a little bit confusing, mm-hmm. <laughs> but other than that, it's I don't I can't really think of anything. Yeah. What about you, Max? I think mine is that the Bat Queen is kind of a jerk. Yeah, I mean, at first I thought she was nice, but then like she was like, like when Luz couldn't said I want to be a witch, and then nobody came. It's like we need to be. It looks like I don't sense any sort of emotion. That's like kind <laughs> of like like making her feel like she doesn't have the power the, the she's not worth anything. Yeah. And also I feel like they may have accidentally done some spoilers by showing Hunter being different too much. Like Oh. Yeah, like I feel like maybe some of that was meant for later episodes. But overall I liked it. The yeah. animation was also really good. Yeah, I really the, the 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 coolest thing I thought was the hand dragon. That was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's gonna do it for us. Our next episode will be season two, episode eighteen, Hollow Mind. Hollow Mind. Okay. Yeah, continuing the Hunter and Loose arc. Yep. Yeah. We'll see you then. See you then. Bye. Bye.